All right, so this is the Pathfinder Philosophy, episode eight, which will also be our short episode number two. Um, things might sound a little different, and that's because me and Dustin um, upped the ante, and we invested in some higher quality recording equipment, um, thanks to Sweetwater Sound. Uh, we got a new audio mixer, some new um, new computer, new uh, mics. So after working on this all day today, we were able to uh, figure out the new recording program and get everything all situated so we can improve the experience you guys get on the podcast. Yeah, I got to say, dude, this stuff looks killer. Uh, we got some mic stands in here. You can move them around, kind of like a radio show set up in here. Uh, the soundboard looks like a little DJ, a little hut. You can just do some mixing and drop a sick mixtape later on. But yeah, Sweetwater gave us the hookup, and I'm actually definitely impressed. So um, thank, you, thank you to them, and we look forward to bringing you much higher quality content. And yeah. Yeah, shout out to my man, Blake Rice. He was definitely very helpful with all of our questions and our setup. Um, so with that, we're going to get into this episode, which is, we decided to do it on hobbies. And I know that sounds like it doesn't really have anything to do with the Pathfinders, but just bear with us and you'll kind of see where it um, kind, of, kind of goes. So Dustin and I both... Um, Working in the fire service, as you guys heard in episode one, and uh, for for some it can, and I would say most people, it's it's a stressful job at times. Um, there's a lot of adrenaline dumps, um, and there's always like some sort of constant anticipation that you're going to get a call, so you're never really able to relax. Um, and for a lot of guys, I think over time that creates some mental health issues, which we're looking to get into in a different podcast, but it's becoming a trend in the fire service. It's very important to have a way to decompress, um, and not just from your everyday work, but from those bad calls we get from time to time as well. Um, so that's where hobbies come into play, because hobbies is, or having a hobby is a way that one can kind of decompress, kind of unplug and just have you time where you're just at peace and you're giving your mind that break it needs so dustin yeah, maybe we'll start with you want to kind of just get into a little bit about what you do yeah for sure so i mean he had the nail right in the head um I, I think most of us in the fire service have been at that point at some point where you either reach a point of burnout or you just feel overwhelmed with you know the job sometimes and life outside of work um and it is hard to sometimes circumnavigate all that and um i've learned that it's good to have a positive outlet to deal with you know the stresses of the job um and you know things that we run into and everything like that um and it's good to have that positive outlet because using our resources such as like alcohol drugs anything like that it's only going to make the situation worse and it's going to ruin anything else you got going on. So obviously no one recommends that, you know, if that's how you're coping with your, with stress, anything like that, it's probably not the healthiest way to go about it. And it's unfortunate because that's the way you see a lot of guys deal with the stress of the job. I know a lot of guys who have been through a lot of really tough calls and 
it's getting better now that we've been in the fire service this era that people are willing to go take care of their mental health. But I mean, for the longest time before that, it was just suck it up, buttercup. Like we don't have feelings. And while you can kind of pretend that on the outside, it, uh, it really manifests itself into some toxic traits. Yeah. Um, if you don't take care of those things. Yeah. And it's good to see that there's steps toward that direction. Um, I, I, I think it's actually more, um encouraging and i think you're actually a stronger person if you admit that there is a problem and you admit that you need help or you admit that hey like this call is bothering me can i talk to you most guys i think and gals um i think if you talk to them and like hey like hey i just want to vent to you about the call whatever even if it's outside of just like life shit i think most of them are gonna be like yeah hell yeah like you know we can sit down talk and you know a lot of them are gonna understand because they've been in that spot maybe it took more longer for them to get there or maybe they haven't reached that part yet but they're gonna understand that we're on you know the same boat um some boats just don't hold as much water so um it's good to see the fire service making that trend um i like to hope that at all emergency services are moving in that direction um i know uh trying to do all three at one time, like law enforcement, EMS, and fire is not always the greatest avenue to take. <laughs> um, it's it's extra adrenaline dumps because, you know, you're all seem to be on edge that, you know, sit in a patrol car, <laughs> you know, someone could, could just come up and, you know, pop you. So that, that's always something that, you know, when I was in, I'm actually going back in law enforcement now, but when I was doing that, like, I never felt comfortable in the car. Like, I was always moving. I was always, like, looking around, like, rear mirror, checking my mirror. Like, you know, because you never know what can happen, and especially now in this day and age. So I think just leaving all that stuff at the door, um, the biggest thing is don't take it on, like, your family, your friends, anything like that. Like, they don't deserve that, you know. But seeking out help and finding outlets such as hobbies, which I think we're going to get into right now. Um, hobbies are a fantastic way to give a positive outlet and help you recover and help you cope and help your brain, you know, actually staying active and functioning. And, you know, that's what you need. Um, cause alcohol is only going to make it worse. Alcohol is only going to deplete your brain. It's basically just going to destroy it. Um, and it's going to make whatever, if you have depression or any issues like that, you know, it's only going to escapade it, make it worse. So, um, I actually found photography before, uh, I was in law enforcement. I was actually in, and the, uh, I was in the fire service during, I was doing, uh, was my sophomore year of college, I think. How many years were you in the fire service when you started? Uh, let, let me backpedal a little bit. How long were you in the fire service before you found a healthy, healthy coping mechanism? Um, I want to say two years, probably give or take. Um, it was kind of like, kind of crazy off the bat. Like, you know, it was working on the private side um that's kind of like a different way of mental taxation um not necessarily in the calls you get but it's just it's a lot of repetitive and a lot of uh immunotony and you know low hour or long hours with you know minimal pay and you know I, I was lucky enough to you know work for you know a decent company um they, they weren't like one of the worst ones by far um they had overall good equipment um, and did their best to take care of their people. But I, I think slowly everyone's working toward getting better. So I would say about two years though, probably 
fire and then i think three i was in ems for i think now nah, probably about the same ems and fire for about two years you were in you were an emt before you were a fireman weren't you yeah for like a year so yeah i think it's about a year six months one of the two um because i think i got my emt in march of 2015 and then i got on my first fire department i think in june of that same year so actually it's a little bit shorter right but um uh, i was doing college i started college after the fire academy so that would have been in 2016 it was my first semester and then I had my second semester in college um that's when i found one of my friends um she did photography she does photography and she told me about it and you know she just like described to her like how it's a good outlet how like she just makes her escape from reality and i was like huh okay you know and it's not like i wasn't i didn't really have any issues at the time like i wasn't really like you know plastering white claws or you know their lights all fucking day uh, or you know waking up in the morning like hey i'm gonna have some coffee but hey you know what would make that better let's get some rum shot up in this bitch and then you know make that an alcoholic drink um i've never really had that a problem um but i i did find that there were times that i would push away i guess from opening up about certain things as time went on so as i got in photography like i fell in love with it it was like you know i got my first camera um what was your first camera i was a canon rebel t6 it was a little cheap one dslr um it was kind of like the middle of the road i guess you could say in terms of like you know from your little regular point and shoot cameras to the Mm -hmm. you know higher end but i loved it um, had a lot of learning curve with it at first, but, you know, I eventually got better with it. And over time, you know, I just realized like, you know, like I knew like, this is what I could do to, uh, lower stress, create that outlet, um, take my mind off everything else. It gives me that time where nothing else matters. Like I love going to the dunes a lot. Um, and doing photos there. It's like a great combination, you know, the water and, uh, and photos at the same time how often do you would you say that you take time out of your week to go and like deliberately take photos or do you set aside time to deliberately take photos so since i've gotten further more involved with it over the years i've been doing it for like about like four or five years now which is crazy um i think it's been i usually try to make a point about one day a week for sure i wish i could do more but sometimes it's just not the case So what I've found myself to do now is I usually take my camera with me everywhere I go. So I have it. And then that way, if I see something cool, you know, I can take a photo. Um, I like sunset sunrises as well. So like those are usually the best times to shoot anyway, because it gives you color. So it's kind of also a better photo opportunity and a, you know, progressive outlet. So personally um i think it is a phenomenal way um it's it's also a way for me to give back to other people like you know i've done portraits for people um i love i basically take pictures of anything like portraits landscape like i've done real estate a little bit i'm trying to get back into that hopefully you know i'm getting back up here real estate photography that is yeah so taking pictures of houses and you know all that good stuff but I just love taking photos of anything, man. Like anything, everything. Um, doesn't matter what it is. If it moves, if it sits, just if it like, you know, pokes a hole in the tree like a woodpecker or a bird or like whatever it is, man. Um, I've loved every minute of it. It's definitely, I think, saved my ass more than I realized. Um, I 
not that I've had a problem with drinking or anything, but I've, I don't drink anywhere near as much as I used to. And a lot of it just come from habits. Um, another thing I would recommend is I think a lot of people, um, aside from the hobby though, is just change your diet, exercise more, read. Reading is another hobby that I've absolutely started getting into. Um, I, I can't even like, I have like three books in my car right now that I'm just like slowly working through them. I try to read a chapter a day. Do you have any books you recommend? Uh, right now I'm reading October Sky by um, Homer Hickam, which is based off the movie um, October Sky. Um, actually, no, yeah. So it's based off the movie October Sky, which is it's not a true story. Um, it's about the uh, the Rocket Boys that were from Colwood, West Virginia, and they go into how they launch rockets during the 50s um, to try and catch up with the Russians. So um, they were doing that, and it's you know it's really cool uh, just watching the like reading the progression of you know how Homer specifically with his friends they built rockets, and then he actually works. I don't know if he still works for them now, but he works for NASA or worked for NASA as a um, I believe an engineer for them. So. It, it's a really it's really cool it just it opens your brain makes you escape so i would honestly just find positive outlets that you can utilize in your day in day life maybe cooking which i know you're into making you know master chef over there so how did you get your way into that cooking well i have to i have to go back a little bit and give you a little bit of a preface before i can tell you how i got into cooking so when i was younger um my mom and my grandma used to joke and say I'd always have to find a woman who'd be able to cook for me because I can't cook. Um, so that was that was a good portion of my life. There was actually one point um, that I was like, how, how hard could it be? I was probably in middle school at this time. And I'm like, I'm going to make like a gourmet hot dog, right? Like, how hard could it be? So I go in my mom's spice cabinet. I get like just a cheap bun. I grab a hot dog. And I think I just cooked the hot dog in a pan so it was like half cooked because I didn't really, ever, I didn't understand anything about cooking or cooking techniques. I put some butter on that bread. I'm like, I'll just make it, you know, like a, like a crispy crust, add a bunch of seasonings. I don't even know what I put on it. I think I'm just adding seasonings because I'm like, whatever. I'm like, hey, here's some I had, cinnamon. Right. Here's some cinnamon. Here's some paprika. I'll throw a little tarragon on there. Yeah. Like, more whatever, merrier. whatever, the more the merrier. And, uh, I remember taking my first bite and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> just spit it out. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, this is still one of the worst things I've ever eaten. Did in you my at life. least add ketchup and mustard or one of the two? I think I added ketchup and mayo. Yeah. Uh, mayo. Not don't knock it till you try it, but there's a type of hot dog that I I don't eat in hot dogs anymore, but there's a type of hot dog that it actually tasted pretty good with mayo on it. Huh. Yeah. Oh. It, don't knock it till you try it. But anyway, I, I so don't try it, but <laughs> So obviously, um, there's like a big like stigma to the fire service um, that like we cook together. And like every time I go to Strax now, like the, the ladies at Strax are always like, oh, you're a fireman. Like, what are you guys cooking for dinner tonight? Or like everyone, when they find out I'm a fireman, they're like, oh, what do you, you guys like cook together and stuff. Firemen are supposed to be great cooks. And like, like you said, two years, I think it took me about two years in the fire service um, until I started cooking. I had other outlets um, that I had been doing just as hobbies for a while, just because I enjoy them. But like, I really found some passion into cooking. Um, I remember it was when I started doing ride-alongs with uh, Bogey Shift. I would I would stay and do like the overnights or whatever. And so in the mornings, like, obviously we ate together. So I started cooking breakfast, and breakfast terrified me. 
And the other thing that terrified me because I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, like that's a, is a very big part of my personality. And like, I really do look for, um, I think people's approval. I'm trying to like work into my own approval, but that's, that's a conversation for a different day. But it's like, so when I would cook food for people, I would get anxiety. Like, I don't like to throw the word anxiety around, but like, it would just make me like anxious. Cause I'm like, what if they don't like it? I'm like, what if I just, and everyone ships in. So I'm like, what if I just spent these people's money and I made them this shitty meal? And I'm like, <laughs> and no, I get that. They're like, you just know, sitting there like, sure. Oh yeah, this is real good. He's so right. <laughs> right. As they're spitting it out yeah, in the garbage can. And it's like, in more times than not, of course I always had the occasional meal that was just a flop, but I think everybody does, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But it, it worked out and it took me, it took me several years prior to feel more comfortable cooking with people. Um, I think it comes to building self-confidence, but I remember cooking breakfast. That's where I started. And then I made my way into, and it wasn't a hobby at that point. I was just doing it because like, they're like, Hey, it's your turn to make breakfast. Is that okay? But then it's no started, hot dogs. For no, no now. hot dogs. Okay, okay. Definitely no hot dogs. <laughs> and then it kind of progressed its way into, um, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, instead of going out to eat, like I can just cook my own food. Like, it's healthier too. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's healthier. I know what's going into it. So I started doing it for that reason. Um, and then I started to like, enjoy it. Cause you'd go somewhere and you'd get like, obviously like where we're from, this is Northwest Indiana. We don't have a whole lot of culture here. We have our culture, but like you don't get to experience different nationalities of foods unless that's what your family is. So you don't get to experience a lot of different types of foods. So you would go like get your spin on something, but like it was never like how it's meant to be. You know what I mean? You kind of get, so it's like, I'm like, I want, I want this, but I want it like how it's supposed to be made. I don't want the, I don't know. Yeah. Pick a restaurant. I don't want the Harrios version of gyros. Like yeah. I want, I want real gyros. Or like the Taco Bell version, you know. Right. Like, Mexican like food. it's not even really. It's not at all close to, from my understanding. Right. No. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would be very offended if you called their food. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Close to Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, but that that's just it, and that's where I started. Okay, and then I went from being cheap to. I want to experience different foods and I would always seek out like recipes from either people that that is their culture or I would try to find recipes that were authentic to that culture. Because I, I think if you're going to make a food, like there's a little part of me that's like, you have to pay respect to that culture by making it their way. Like until you've made it their way once, like don't put your own spin on it, like make it how it's supposed to be made. Um, I, I believe very firmly in that, <laughs> but I think that's fair, you know, but, um, so yeah, then cooking just kind of turned into a, to an outlet. Then I started just getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, so what <laughs> was like, the first meal that like you knew like, like damn, this tasted really good and you knew like you were going to expand on further? I, I think it was probably when I got into smoking meats. That's where I started to be like, all right, uh, there's, there's differences here. Because when I was cooking before then, that was when I still worked at my first full-time job. Um, um, I was making basic stuff. So like hamburgers, brats, you know, just like the common things, nothing, not chicken sandwiches, whatever, nothing special. And I, I got pretty decent at that, but then I started smoking meats and I'm like, Oh, this is a whole different, this is a whole different ball game. You know, there's, there's different techniques, there's different flavors. And then I'm like, what other, 
like what else is there? So then I would get into like Italian food, and I went from using salsa from a or not salsa, uh, like a bolognese from a a jar to making my own, and you just kind of build on that, and you you get into different cultures, and you a lot of times have to start out using some of the the easy outs, I guess, by using like a jar of salsa or using a jar of bolognese yeah, like or using the alfredo bar. sauce, right? And then you eventually, as you build and understand how to build certain parts of the dish, then you can start um, making it a little more homemade and, and whatnot. I have many times tried to make several parts of a dish from scratch, and I, I failed the dish because it's like, I don't know how to make this part well yet, so I haven't dialed that in. And then when you do that to too many different parts of the dish where it's like not dialed in, the thing just doesn't harmonize, and it's just not good. So my recommendation for anyone starting cooking is learn each part of the dish by itself. So if you're making homemade noodles, don't try homemade sauce at the same time unless you already have a good homemade sauce ready for it. Otherwise, you're going to have two mediocre parts to the dish. So, so just start slow. Start slow. Cooking is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You have a, There's so much to learn about cooking, like how flavors kind of balance with each other. But... Uh, some notable ones to your question is I remember I made a, uh, what was it? It was like a roast. It was my first roast I made, but I used like box mashed potatoes and like tea and, and shit. All oh, the Idaho like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Monsters, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I remember, I, I do remember now when I first started cooking, I was, I, I was working at, no, I was babysitting, house sitting, whatever you want to call it, bogey's house. So like I was, I was staying the nights a couple nights. And, uh, then I started making a couple meals and that I think is when, and I think that's when I first started like posting that kind of thing, like on my social media, that's when I really started like, all right, I could, I can, I can get into this instead of whatever else I was doing. I was, I I like hunting, but I've never been good at it. You know, I'll, I'll own that. So it's like, I really have no pictures to post of this because, you know, I haven't, I haven't got anything. Right. I don't have a duck to post. He's flying around somewhere. (laughs) He's still alive. Right. (laughs) Right. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of how it started. So how has the, I have to say, by the way, I think the first dish I had with you when you made was the blackened salmon. I think it was. Is that the first dish you tried? I I think it was. Really? I think it was. Um, Grand my memories, you know, shit to the wind now, but I, I'm like 99% certain that's probably what it was. And it tasted phenomenal, like with the broccoli, the asparagus, and I think you had like a rice as well. I believe, um, I think it was like a tarragon risotto I made. Yeah, that. That, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Like it, it tasted phenomenal. Like I was unequivocally, like it was, I was impressed. Um, and I mean, I knew, you know, you had a talent. Um, and every dish that I've pretty much had from you since then has just tasted phenomenal um so you got Appreciate a talent that. man you got a talent thank you um you want to I'm, I'm gonna actually that's that's funny that reminds me of a story so right so my family like they my family cooks well right um but it's like it's it's like i think most families like you have your just your basic meals um nobody in my family enjoys cooking like i do it's it's not like from my east side so I found out I have some like extended family, right? From from Italia, <laughs> from Italy. So, um, and like I don't I don't really talk to them too much, but like I I've had some conversations with them just to kind of find out like what this other side of my family was like, and uh, I found out that everybody on that side of the family is chefs and cooks. 
Like it's just in their blood. They're actually that that part of my family is from an area just outside of like Rome, where like a lot of cooks come from in Italy. Like that's that's what they're known for. So it's actually it was kind of funny how that kind of connects. Yeah, it becomes full circle. Right, right. So I because I always wondered like where I got that that knack yeah. from. You know that that. Where is that part of the family at now? Are they still Flor- over? They're kind of like Florida. Florida? Well, yeah. Sounds like you need to fucking go down there and <laughs> fucking either teach them or they can give you some fucking <laughs> yeah, learn some vice other. versa. Yeah, they've given me some recipes. Yeah? Yeah, for like good, like, because they're Italian, so it's like good, like, bolognese and like different kinds of pesto and Alf- Alfredo's not really Italian. Yeah. But, yeah. So are they big into like, is pasta, I'm assuming like a big, like any form of pasta, I guess you could say, or is that like a big like thing for Italians? Is that kind of like a over-exaggerated? No, I... Pasta is definitely a, a large portion of Italian cuisine. Um, a lot of the really famous dishes are actually considered like, well, like the common Commonwealth would eat. There's some like really simple ones like a uh, I think it's cache pepe, which is uh, it's just it's uh, noodles and pecorino romano cheese and uh, telecherry peppercorns. And those three ingredients, and you use the pasta water. That's actually something I learned in Italian cooking is, is a lot of the pasta water gets reused and just cooked down. So you get, like, those starches, and it adds, a, like, a lot of another flavor element to For, like, dish. just more noodles or for, like, different parts of the dish? So, like, in this dish, you shred or you, like, grate the cheese. You toast the peppercorns, and then when you, you, you boil your noodles to al dente or just before that, and then you throw them in a pan with the, the peppercorns that are grated. So you, you toast them and grind them, and okay. then you throw the noodles in just before they get to al dente, and then you cook the noodles in the pan, and you keep ladling in the, the pasta water. And then you actually use the, the pecorino romano. You grate that into a bowl, add some water to that, making it like a paste, and then you finish the dish like that it's it's super simple but like the flavors are just elevated and like the peppercorns are delicious they're black pe- or black peppercorns but they're like larger and they're sweeter so like they have this just special aroma to them it's just it's fantastic huh. it sounds like something i'd have to like actually see but i mean it sounds good i'll yeah i'll make yeah. it for you one day because oh, huh. you know oh, you're too kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> every every time we do a podcast we always like eat a meal together yeah, so it's, it's like it's almost like a tradition now right right and it's a good one you know yeah you, you it's, uh... eat together and, and it's nice yeah. So when you were when you got into the cooking and everything like that, and I know we're kind of talking about using hobbies as an outlet here, but like, when did you, I guess, know that like, hey, like cooking is my escape, and that when when it, basically you started just going from just doing it, it's like when did you know like, hey, like, I'm doing this because one, I love it, but two, I also like find that like I forget about everything outside of this moment. I think it was when I don't think there's a specific moment in time as much as there was. It just took my mind off everything. Yeah. Because I think I would be in the kitchen for hours. I'll turn on some music and I'll just cook. And I don't pay attention to time. It's not, I'll forget where my phone is. I'll forget everything and I'll just cook. And uh, I think that's when I kind of found out it was an outlet for me. Because it was just, it made time go away. Yeah. There's times I would, I'd be in the kitchen for three hours. Yeah. I'd just be working on a dish, not a care in the world. And... 
sometimes it turned out like shit, but it's still, but hey, it's, yeah, just, it's still, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, you yeah. learn from that. So. Yeah, you're not going to get, you know, every fucking thing right. Right. You know, I get fucking right. photos that come fucked up. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. And your photos, I, I appreciate your compliment to me and I want to return that. Your photos are amazing. Dustin showed me one this morning and I was like, hey, uh, can you send me this? I'm going to hang this in my house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, this is, this is beautiful. I want my dinner guests to w- look at this while they're eating. My yeah. It's, been a, it's been a long, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it's been a long, you know, road, just learning, upgrading gear. Um, obviously gear is not everything, but you know, it's a lot of craft and a lot of just learning and each environment is different. So, um, I appreciate that very much. Um, I've noticed a big difference along the way of just improvement and I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I did my first, like, official, like, wedding, like, a month or two months ago. What was that experience like? Dude, like, I was a little bit nervous um, because it's my first one. I did a ceremony down in Indy for a couple friends of mine. It wasn't anything, like, really big. But then I had, then I was asked to do an actual, like, ceremony from, like, beginning to end with, the reception and the ceremony itself. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I let them know beforehand, like, look, like this is my very first official one. I'm still, you know, I haven't done a lot of portraits yet. This is something that I'm slowly getting into still. Uh, I'm just letting you know that they're not, not everything may turn out, you know, like 100%. Right. Like I'm learning. Yeah. And they, they, they knew that, um, they were actually going to have just one of their, like, family members just take photos with their phone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that, that's how, you know. Oh, well, so that's obviously... It, yeah. It, it was still lucrative for them. Yeah, but, like, way. but it had, I had in my head, though, that I was like, look, I, I still don't want to fuck this up. Like, I don't want to fuck up anyone's Well, photos. right. Like, yeah. you take pride in what you do, and yeah. it's like... It's like, you, I want to give like, them knowing that, you know, like, if I screw this up, like, even if it's just a couple, you know, it's just one of those things where you just want to make sure everything turns out well. I, so, yeah, absolutely. With the experience, so overall, like this is the first time I used the flash, also that like attached to the camera, and like I did as much research as I could on it, um, and just doing everything. Um, I do see why there are two photographers at most weddings because you can't be in the same spot at once. So I, I have noticed that I think most weddings have at least two running around. Um, but I had to say like I was overall happy with the turnout, like the flash. I nailed it, like. It utilized the critiques and techniques that I learned um, in the short time that I had, but like I was overall happy. Um, I didn't hear any bad feedback from them. I know there were a few photos that I wish turned out better, but overall, I would say it went well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's the thing is like when you realize that, like, hey, like you don't care about what, what time is or what if the sun's up or the sun's down, like if you're doing like the hobby that you enjoy, like you don't care like the time. Like I didn't like every time I shoot photos, like I don't care what time it is. Like time doesn't matter to me. It's gone. Like it's not a concept at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you said that too. Like just, you don't recognize what time it is, you know? And I think that's when you know that you got a good hobby and it's a positive outlet for you. Um, and, you know, you can use it to benefit other people and, you know, help people out. Like, you know, when you cook food, you know, you're using your time and... It's an act of service for yeah, somebody like, else. Uh, you're giving back. Yeah, like yeah. Kelly said, you know, 
and he, I think he hit it nail, hit the nail right on the head there, you know, with just saying like, it's one of the most, I think, unselfless, like skills or like treats you could give to somebody because you're giving your time and you're feeding somebody, you're nourishing them. Right. And honestly, like I, I love when I heard that from him. It was, you know, I think it's absolutely true. So, I mean, I, there's so many hobbies out there you could do, you know, from cooking to photos to reading to bicycling, hiking, um, hiking camping, camping, fishing, fishing. hunting, aviation. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it can be anything oh, really. Yeah. As long as you find it as a passion, that's really what it is. Gardening. Yeah. You know, I mean, I even like when I, um, like working at my house, um, that that's something I, I enjoy to do as well. I don't, it's just, I like the problem solving of it, you know? Um, it's the same thing. I'll drop my phone. I won't look at it for hours until yeah. I have to Google how to do some new building <laughs> technique, yeah. watching YouTube to try to figure out YouTube how to university, right. How to cut trim, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it can be anything. It's just, and your hobby is just what makes you happy. It doesn't And if you're good at it or bad at it, it doesn't matter. No. Like if you're, People people have opinions and people want to watch you fail. So don't give them the the satisfaction of it. Yeah. Just yeah. enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Everybody's gonna have opinion regardless. People that care about you are gonna be positive and give you positive feedback, whether it's negative or positive, as long as they care about you. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter how, how you're doing at the hobby. Ooh, almost stumbled on my words there. <laughs> <laughs> Caught yeah. Public speaking can also be a hobby. It can be. It can. <laughs> it's not one of mine. No. But with that, I think we would just like to encourage you guys to go out and find a hobby. Um, and when you do, tag us um, at the Pathfinder Philosophy um, on Instagram or Facebook and let us shout you out on our on our story or whatever. Like this is this is about our community and yeah. you know show everybody what you're doing. Yeah, we and we're here to kind of build each other up because that's kind of what we're missing nowadays in this world. Yep, and it's not a it's not a one person approach. And you know we could even you know if you're wanting to get into photography or if you want to learn how to cook, I mean if that's a hobby you decide you want to try and tackle or get into, I mean hit us up. You know we'll gladly give you guys some tips and pointers some lessons um you know we're here to help each other out um and it might not just be us like there might be other people to follow the page that see that and be like oh this person looks like they're really good at gardening or this person knows where to go hiking at you know and, and that gives you guys a resource too to hit other people up and connect and network and find more people that are just about living life yeah and that's the biggest thing though is like you like you have you owe it to yourself to find that positive outlet like it don't get me wrong it is hard to there are weeks where it is hard to find that time you know maybe you get held over at work late or just life happens i we get it you know and it sucks because there's there's more often than not more time we wish we could dedicate to you know things we want to do um and sometimes that's a challenge but just you owe it to yourself to make sure you can get out there and do as much as you can with your hobby or hobbies that you have um so just make the most of it do your best to make the time um and just yeah all right with that we're gonna wrap up the short which actually we're, we're doing pretty good on time i think better than the last one and uh 
Just give us a like, comment, follow, tag us. We'll feature you up on our story. Yeah, post your hobbies. Yep, post your hobbies.